Are you in? Are Are you wearing a towel? Yeah, I just got out the shower, man. Oh, that's cute. I don't shower. Yeah, I, to to deal with your dirty ass, I'm gonna have to take hey a shower. Nino, how's Alberta? Uh, I like it out here, man. They they like curling, so you know it's a little weird for me. Is it cold? Curling? No, it's not that cold. No. No. Well, I mean, but uh, you know, I uh I didn't expect to come out here and on my off day right before a meeting have to do a fucking interview for some friends. But you know, you guys get an interview with the towels on the head, and I love you guys. So oh, thanks. Well, we wanted to discuss some stuff because Brian has some interesting shit and uh you're sure. good at this stuff. I got I'm I'm not we've established I'm not inclined to uh discuss intelligent things sometimes. So you could discuss that. Hey, how you doing? You could discuss anything, Scott. It's just we don't have to fucking hear you out and we can call you out and say that you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But so, you can discuss anything you want. Thank you. This is I, true. We will bully you. This is true. Exact bully radio. You, though. Yeah, this is true. Exact radio. You know what I, mean? I agree. Thank you very much. Uh, really quick before Brian gets into it. How was your birthday? Wasn't it like a couple weeks ago? Yes, oh, my birthday. Thank you so much. Yeah, my birthday was good, man. I, it was... uh. Uh, two Saturdays ago, I believe. Yeah, it was an easy day. I took it easy. I usually do a lot of work on my birthday. It's funny because uh, I tell people this story and I think they think that, I, that I'm exaggerating. But for my birthday, I always bought something for my parents because hmm. I feel like it's, I feel it's fucking weird. Like everybody celebrates their birthday. But like me being at my niece's, my oldest niece, I was at her birth. I think it was like 10 or 11. And I just saw all this shit my sister-in-law went through. And I was like, the fuck am I celebrating a birthday for? So like now for, for me, I, I always do this with my mom and my dad. Well, rest in peace to my father. But I always go for Father's Day and Mother's Day. You're only a dad and a mom because of me. So you give me a gift. So I get two gifts. Mother's Day, and Father, Mother's Day and Father's Day. I'm the special one because you're only a fucking parent because I'm born and I stood alive. Like if I died, you know, if I was this only kid, you know what I mean? Whatever. But my birthday, I didn't do shit, but just come out of my mom's vagina. So I don't really celebrate it. It's a very interesting way to look at it. Not me. I'm extremely selfish. Say that again? Were you vaginal delivery or C-section? That's a fair question. C-section. Ah, okay. So interesting about that. Babies that are born vaginally versus come out of C-section have different microbiomes on their skin. 100%. Yeah, the, the babies that are born naturally have a, are supposed to have a better immune system. There's been countless studies on it. Um, right. Because all the shit that comes out the... Um, the mom's vagina, it's like protecting them, uh, essentially. Yeah, it's like through a protective all this shit. layer. Yeah, and mm -hmm. when you clean a baby off right away, all the shit from the curtains and everything gets around the baby, the patients beforehand. So that's why, uh, you know, they used to clean all the shit now, like when a, uh, a, 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 a baby's born even through C-section, they try to put stuff from the mom's stuff like on top of the baby. <laughs> like, like yeah, all the shit so they're, yeah, they're, yeah, they're still studying that based on like immunity and um, like if which is there, if there is a better like for longevity, like coming out vaginally versus C-section, if there is a discrepancy there and like are some kids having more like vitality based off of where they come out of. Something yeah, the bacterial starter colonies. Yeah, like all from a natural birth. Yeah, I read up. A, I took a mic. I, I took a, a microbiology course on this app called Coursera, and sure enough, they started talking about natural. He's plugging something. And, kick him off. He's plugging something. Get off. Get off. We don't do plugs here. Get out. <laughs> Who's plugging? <laughs> Who's uh, plugging? Apparently, you course. You're our course Coursera. Era. The app. Plugging what, what is did an I, app. What did I do? You plug in the app. 
She's oh, I plugged an app. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 my God. I'm such an analog guy. I was like, well, who's plugging what? What are y'all plugging? <laughs> I'm saying, one, sorry about that. Um, yeah. I was also a C-section, little known fact. Two, mm-hmm. um, actually, I was a planned C-section, and my mom wanted me born on October 20th, but that's Mickey Mantle's birthday. My dad was like, absolutely not. You will not be born on Mickey Mantle's day. So we're doing it the 21st. So he made that's it interesting. first and said, uh, two, that's very kind of you about your birthday. But I, on the other hand, expect everything for my birthday. And right. people don't wish me happy birthday. Well, you you want you you want a reward for nothing. I mean, that's just who you are. So, I mean, yeah, you're like, get, yeah, you named me. You, you named me. You pushed me out. Where's my gifts? it's like i don't have a birthday i have a birthday month oh i hate those women yeah i don't like those type of children. those people are the worst okay no, um I don't okay that's very nice so we learned about babies and like micro because this time it wasn't my fault i didn't bring up oh well and good this is why you know we haven't spoken like a year on an episode this is why we like having you on because we get mm. anything you know everything and everything yeah. books yeah. Uh, baby saliva or whatever you get you get about you get about 10 people leaving the, the viewership yeah. right now yeah. like they're just like right, i'm out <laughs> yeah. but you know what no editing because it's fun and it's like a backyard cookout barbecue brian go on did you guys hear about the cargo ship that was owned by jp morgan that got seized with 1.3 billion dollars worth of cocaine on it Someone's trying to party. That's all I'm hearing. Twenty yeah. tons of cocaine. I don't That's remember crap. the amount of. I don't. I don't remember the amount of weight it was. But also, look, like, look, J.P. Morgan was scum, right? But here's another thing: who else is going to own the cargo? <laughs> so, like, you know, if the Vanderbilts have all the steel and all their shit, and they own, let's just say, whoever owns trains, and people find like you know, contraband in those trains. Is it those people running ship? Or it's like, well, so we're going to do it. Like if you and I are trafficking ship, Brian, on a, on United Airlines traffic and we traffic. Yeah. Like nobody's going to be like, yo, we're United Airlines. You know man, They were doing all this shit. But, but yeah, I did read about that. I didn't know that it was that much weight. That's crazy. That's, it's a lot. It was crazy. But it's a lot. Yeah. What's the backstory? So, I'm not up to, yeah, go Brian. You, uh, no, there was no like, I don't think there was any real backstory on it. It's just, it, it was interesting that it's something that it gets passed by in headlines. It's like, it, it's like just one of the articles that you'll scroll past, you know, That's like crazy. Yahoo news or some shit. Like you just see like a little thing about it. It's not like a big thing. Yo, you know, what's crazy about JP Morgan. Oh my bad. Go ahead. No, no, no. What's crazy though. is like, uh, this, like the cocaine, like, was it in its powder form? Was it in its like plant form? Because like, if it's like powder form, that's a lot. That's like a lot of work. Like, damn, you really had to work to get like X amount of pounds of powder out. Yeah. I mean, well, I, well, if it's in cargo, they just load it up like they load up anything. No. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, not that. They yeah. Have to, like, well, they're just going to take it. But that's that yeah. But that's yeah. But that's shipped. Yeah, but the thing that's is, like they. I don't think you're, you're assuming that they were running the factory, right? Like, think about it like this. <laughs> yeah, for real, it's crazy. The thing is, it gets packed into those cargo containers right like on the get, insides of, like, and then the those flat. big cranes come on they just offload them and they put them right on tractor yeah. trailers and then they're yeah. just fucking out that's it yeah 
But you, I like her idea. Her idea is like they were in on the leaves, and she's like, she, she's like, so these people were clearly running the agricultural operation in yeah. South America, correctly, right? Because they a cargo of North America leads to the agricultural cocaine operation in South America. I like her mind. Her mind's crazier than mine, which is insane. Well, but well, speaking of that, not to cut you off, but I'm going to cut you yeah. off anyway. Laws are very different in international waters. So technically, they could be running a cocaine, like, kind of like agricultural boat, theoretically. Like, that that one could probably fly in theoretical waters. Uh, every narcos I've ever watched, the, there was an agricultural a chapter, that there was this or that. But look, it is what it is. The J.P. Morgan thing I always found interesting was I think he was supposed to be on the Titanic and magically caught a cold. So I always thought that was kind of funny. And um, I think also, like a company he owned helped build the Titanic and there was all these wealthy people on the Titanic. I always thought that was an interesting one. Oh, that's the Titanic conspiracy, right? That like uh, the P three people who the rich people weren't on it, who funded it or something. Yeah. Uh, John Ascot, the third or whatever his name was, he was like the wealthiest man in the world. I de depending on, um, um, well, what you view as wealth, I think it was based on assets. Uh, I forgot his name, and he 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 was on that boat. And uh, yeah, there was a there was some real rich people. I mean, look, it was a it was a promoted fucking event, so rich people are going to be there anyway. But evidently, there was supposed to be some gathering and some meeting there to argue about uh, um, um, the Federal Reserve. And J.P. Morgan was pushing the Federal Reserve. Some of the rich dudes didn't want Federal Reserve, and J.P. Morgan was supposed to be on that boat. Mm. Uh, yeah, now, and didn't end up on that boat. So, like, you know, that's kind of mm -hmm. like a that's kind of some funky shit. You know what I mean? Great. We, we, uh, this this right now is not good PR for J.P. Morgan's legacy. Cocaine and cargo. You ain't why? Why was it you in the Titanic, dude? You know, this is pretty good right here. I love it. It's the same shit. Like the day before 9-11 uh, Rumsfeld saying one point three trillion dollars went missing. Right, 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 right. And then a they lot just of weird to blow up the room with the records in it the next day. <laughs> Yeah, I also think it's all, I also think it, like when shit happens, you start to connect shit that you shouldn't have connected. So like, yeah. yeah, like if yeah, so like if we're all hanging out and then like some one of us does some crazy shit like three days later, we're just gonna look at that dinner completely different. We'll be like, yo, Scott didn't eat all his wings. Well, I, well, that, <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. That's a problem. Yeah. No, 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 but but what I'll say, like, let's say like you just did like some impulsive shit and like murder someone or whatever like that that friday night in applebee's like like you did it on a sunday or you wouldn't do it on a sunday because football day most likely let's say it's a month thursday night so i go to applebee's thursday okay night. thursday night okay so let's say you committed the murder on a monday or saturday and then they start asking me brian and ellie questions and shit i have a I feeling have like we'll all over analyze like the way you looked at the menu, we're like, I don't know, Scott, and he didn't sit in the normal chair. Like all, all of a sudden, every he did ask the waitress like a weird question, and was just like, Yeah, this shit was fucking planned, yo. You know what I mean? Oh, no. Wait a minute. If Scott commits murder, I'm just saying we all need to wait until there's like you know some kind of five thousand dollar, ten thousand dollar for any information, and then we divulge what we know. We are going to wait for that Crime Stoppers or whatever I'm right dollar amount and split it. I can you hear know what. Not okay, too wait. not too long ago, there was a picture that was circulating around of a guy who robbed banks. Yo, and it looked exactly. Nino, like I'll, I'll it send was it ridiculous. to you. It was <laughs> absurd. I will send it to you. It was absurd. It's, it's spot on. Me, my friend texted me. Was like, "Where were you yesterday?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" And he sent me the picture, and it looks like me with like my face kind of covered up to here. You know, you know, you know what? You know what would have been funniest, Scott? If you were like, "Well, I went to the bank." 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a flight to Fiji. What do you mean? Right. Yeah. I'm in the Canary yeah. Islands. Maybe yeah. quick stop at a few banks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had to go to the I was looking for a new bank account and your friends are like, hmm. That's interesting you say that though, where you put things together. So like banking or uh yeah, uh segueing from what Brian was talking about with the JP Morgan stuff and like uh you you string things together, the human mind can play tricks type thing. I feel we do that with uh, when people die. Uh, we look at like, oh, my mom died on uh, December third, and whoa, the clock's twelve oh three. Well, how many? You ever, you ever, you ever heard of the Rashomon effect? Has anybody I, heard of that? I've not. Go on. The Rashomon effect is it's used in court too, but it's from a movie called uh, I forgot what it, I think it's called Rashomon, and the Rashomon effect. No, it, it's it's something else, but they call it the Rashomon effect based on the character, but or the event. But the Rashomon effect is basically eight of us. They've done movies like this eight of us see the same event but we all you know tell it differently differently yeah so so like a car accident like excuse me i actually was a part of that because not the rashomon movie i wasn't alive but there was a car accident in a highway and i actually um i was like the third or the fourth caller and i pulled out and just looked like something was really messed up and when i got out like the they were, they were asking everybody questions and they asked me questions and then he asked me, did this and this happen? And I was like, that's not what I saw. I saw this and this. He's like, Jesus Christ. And nobody has the same story. <laughs> he just looked me dead in the face and said that. So, yeah, the Rashomon effect is very interesting because, you know, I think, oh, I also think it's, you know, fight or flight. Like, I also think if we all saw a, a moment, like we all something, we all saw a crazy event. Trauma is going to fucking kick in. A bunch of shit's going to kick in. We're not all going to just like, you know, I was telling my friend the other day about, those pilots where you hear the black boxes where they're just kind of just like, yeah, we're going down. Yeah. You know, yeah. Engines blown out. Yeah. This and that. And it's not the, like the last 10 seconds where you're like, ah! you know, but like the first, like, like the first 10 minutes of like all the fucking crazy shit happening on that plane. He's just like super calm. Like most of our brains aren't wired like that. We're just not like super calm during a crazy event. So we're all going to slowly remember it and recount it a little bit differently. You know what I mean? So that's kind of what I think it is. So, yeah. Now, with the mind playing tricks and whatnot, and obviously there's so many conspiracies out there, not to delve on conspiracies, but you're someone mm -hmm. who questions things. And Brian always was too. And I've come around recently. Um, I watch like the Y Files now on YouTube. A little plug for that because I think that's the best one of the best shows on YouTube. Um, how many, how many conspiracies? Let's say there's a hundred in the world that have happened in the past hundred years. How many do you think are actually like conspiracy wise out of the hundred? And how many do you think like uh, we just kind of make up percentage wise? And not to like delve into specific things like nine eleven. Basically, here's oh, what, you know what I'm oh saying? no, well, 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 look, well, I mean, you know, just what do you mean? Like as far as okay. like, how many conspiracies are valid? Like yeah, 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 like a JFK thing. Everyone's like, I mean, the, the problem. No, not everyone. A court proved it, so it's not just like people were just thinking it. But I, th I think I go ahead, Ellie. Okay. No, no. Well, one thing too is, and like this is like they teach you this in like psych any kind of like psychology class. Correlation is not always causation. We will correlate things because we like for things to we like to be able to have an explanation for everything. But True. sometimes some things don't have an explanation. But human nature, for whatever reason, we want a definitive, like concrete explanation of why X, Y, and Z happened in A, B, C order. But so we will try to make things correlate and 
that don't actually correlate or cause each other. So just because it happens that these two things are trending the same does not mean they actually influence each other. So you have to be mindful of that as well, which a lot of people aren't. They see correlation, they think causation and vice versa. It's like, nope, that's not always the case. Most of the time, it's not the case. Yeah, but I, I agree. That's also a form of conspire of conspiracy. Like there's many different forms of it. Like it's almost like socialism. People just think socialism is like one thing. There's different versions of socialism. Like communist, Maoist is not the same thing as Marxist or Leninism. Right. You know, capitalism looks very different in Scandinavia than it looks here because there's less people in the way they run and it's run with a different social structure than there is here. So like right. everybody just thinks of conspiracies is one fucking hat. And it's like there's different hats. There's you have the Gulf of Tonkin. You have the blowing up of the main in the late 1800s. You have Operation Northridge. That's a little different. Like where 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 uh, people where there's investigative journalism going. Hey, we've looked into this. There seems to be more than what the uh, that's on the surface. And then now that's boxed in with the same fuckers that's doing exactly what Ellie's talking about, which is you know well since this happened and then the, like you know one of the things I remember one time talking to a professor. And he was telling me something really interesting because I was connecting that similar to how Ellie's describing. And he was like, don't misunderstand, don't misread people who take advantage for a tra of a tragedy as starting the tragedy. Just because you're willing to go, hey, this is an opportunity here for us to profit. So say, oh, these billionaires got billionaires off COVID. That means they planned it. It's like, well, also don't misread a bunch of people going, hey, how can we profit off of this? Because I instantaneously woke up during the pandemic and saw a fucking outbreak and oh this and that and all all of a sudden these movies became hits they were like number ones on my algorithms and i never even wanted to watch any of this shit there was nothing but virus outbreaks popping up on everything so uh corporations was like we are pandemic friendly order pizza and save the world so it's like don't misread people who want to profit and take advantage of these um specific uh circumstances as being the ones who caused it so that's one aspect but to you know scott to your question i think you know that's the thing it's crazy ellie brought that up but yeah there's that which is the people who just go this doesn't sound right but they don't have no real information and then there's shit that's like a conspiracy like for a long time and all of a sudden it becomes a thing the gulf of tonkin that started the Viet war with vietnam was a conspiracy for a while. And in the 90s or the early 2000s, Colin Powell was like, yeah, there's, we have no, they flat out admitted that it was a false flag operation. So that was a conspiracy for 40, 50 years. Operation, I think, uh, Northwoods, uh, the shit where they were trying to make Cubans out to be terrorists and hijack uh, airplanes and shoot up theaters. That was a well-orchestrated plan. Like the Kennedy, oh, what's his name? Uh, Ted Kennedy in like the 80s and 90s talks about that on a fucking 60 Minutes interview. And he's like, yeah, my brother, this guy was a congressman. And he's like, yo, we got wind of this crazy plan and we got to put, put a stop to it. So it's like these things, you, you know, if you that's there with, did we land on the moon? Did this, did that? Are we reptilians? Are we lizards? Those are different hats to me. You know uh, what I mean? Like The Solarian theory. I'm a big fan of that, actually. So yeah, so so like that's that's my answer. Like there's there's to me there's validity in anything that's investigative because if you look into something, sure you could kind of want to tell yourself what it is. But if you look into something long enough and you you plug in holes and shit, I don't look at that as conspiracy. I looked at I look at that as investigative. Okay. Right. Well, they say that Bay of Pigs was like an inside job set up to make Kennedy look bad to get him out of. Oh office. yeah. Like oh, that yeah, was yeah. like intentionally set up to like for those soldiers to die to go into a freaking wasp nest and also um 
and the CIA putting drugs in low-income black and brown neighborhoods in LA, thousand percent proven true. Yeah, not just LA, true. all over the world. All right, right, country, not just LA, yeah. right. But they yeah. they start they started there. But yeah, but that was people like that was a rumor for the longest time. And it's that's like, not oh, even a look right now, Ellie. That's not even a conspiracy no more. No, that's in Snowfall. Confirmed. That's like in TV shows now. They're just like putting that in movies now. It's crazy. Even though like they just confirmed, the, oh, yeah, we did that. Yeah, he yeah, did that. Yeah, the, yeah. The one where they gave uh, where they gave groups of. Like black people syphilis. Oh, syphilis! Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's been confirmed. And they told yeah. doctors not to treat them because they wanted to see what would happen. Yeah, that's confirmed. I mean, the the main uh, we went into war with Spain in the late eighteen hundreds. Look, one thing America is good at is false flag operations. I mean, we, and we picked war in Iraq. That was yeah, that, that shit. Yeah. Oh, oh, they've got WMDs. They have mustard gas and a couple nine volt batteries. Like, yeah. Well, <laughs> for, well. Yeah, well, it's it's you know one of the false flagging is false flag operations is is a it's a playbook, right? The British, you know, the French, like it's one of the things that justify invasion. So you know, he's like these people attacked us. Well, did they? I mean, that's that's been around. You know, that's as old as empires, as old as the Assyrian Empire. So you know, I mean, these are these are certain things. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, uh, I was talking to Ilmac. You you've interviewed? Did you interview Ilmac on this yeah, yet, yeah, Scott? Yeah. Oh yeah, I was talking to Mac the other day, and um, I was talking to one of my friends, and I was like, you know, everybody's like, oh, these flat earthers, blah blah blah. And I was like, you know what the flat earthers have done? Um, they've sort of created like the bottom, like they've lowered the middle to the bottom. So now you're going, okay, Earth's flat. Um, uh, you know, no astronomers across the world, uh, uh six thousand years ago saw the reflection of the moon on earth and i question everything you know whatever nothing's spherical everything's just fucking fake but what they've done is they they put the middle to the bottom so now flat earth they, they they're at the bottom and all the shit that went to the middle is like hey julian assange hey edward snowden hey all this shit so like now the the, the bottom has went to the middle so you watch mainstream people now are like this pandemic is a hoax, <laughs> you know, like this yeah. because yeah. So somebody was talking to me, and I was telling Ilmac this. They were like, "These flat earthers are fucking shit up," and yada yada yada. And I was like, "No, they they never do because what happens is is they take the middle and they replace the middle, and now they're at the bottom. So all these people who think we're lizards and we're all you know being made or we're in a pod right now, whatever the fuck, or they're arguing over dimensions, they're now the bottom, and the middle is sort of like mainstream now. So like all the shit Ellie's talking about now is like, and and we're talking about here. None of this is crazy now. Now it's like on episode three on Prime. You know, I have PBS yeah. now. I have PBS now because one of my uh, um, nieces uses. Uh, uh, my nephews use my Amazon Prime, so they had to add PBS for some shit. And I was like, "This is fucking." Cool. I didn't know PBS had all this cool shit. There's so a they cool have this shit show called Eons on PBS. It's like I Eons. haven't watched that. That's a good show. It's like just a twenty-minute thing, ten-minute thing about how mankind tamed fire, and then the next episode is like how fire. mankind, uh, why we're right-handed over left-handed, things like that. Right, so right. fucking cool. That's cool, and that's mainly because we all jerk off. But um, but, no, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, now the craziest thing was uh on PBS they're like the uh uh five uh journalists, investigative journalists collab on this document. It's called Pegasus, and they're like the Israeli government selling this surveillance thing and selling se selling this surveillance technology to all these governments called Pegasus, and this is how they're surveilling us. So I was like, this is fucking weird, and they have a they have this crazy shit to where they're describing that murder that happened in Turkey from the Saudi uh, or uh, elites or whatever of that journalist. And they're kind of connected it to like, say that Saudi used Pegasus, which is crazy. 
crazy. <clears throat> then in PBS, they had an, another thing called of, of predictive policing. So they're showing like police state, uh, uh, a police department in Detroit, and I believe in Chicago, like while we're doing this right now, using algorithms to predict and, and arrest people based on um, like their proximity, their patterns, their their circles, yada yada yada, and they're like some minority report shit. They're they're arrested, and they're like we're ninety three percent accurate, we're ninety six percent accurate. We can trace the crimes, and we could have stopped all these crimes. And now, now, currently, as we're all talking, not in the future, uh, the, a police department in Detroit is using predictive policing to arrest criminals who are sitting at home with their families or whatever, eating food. And they're just like, you're going to commit a crime. And like minority, it's like That's minority funny. report. Yeah. 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 It's basically minority report. But the, I, I found this on PBS, but to the point I was trying to make was like all of these things, when I wrapped these on Illuminati reject was like insane. People thought I was crazy. People were like, Oh, whatever the fuck, whatever we would, I would talk about this 10 years ago. People were like, what are you talking about? You fucking madman." Now PBS, yeah, <laughs> because of all the, the right. bottom, yeah, the bottom has went to the bottom, and now the things that used to be in the bottom are now at the middle. So I'm kind of glad the way the way this is happening. Well, you're explaining though; it's kind of crazy because what you just explained, and even the past ten minutes when you were talking about government officials that have actually come out and said things were conspiracies, things were planned, but they still try to paint, let's say, someone like you or people who just state the facts as crazy. Like I find that as nuts as anything. So like, how does it, how do you guys think it still works if the facts are actually out there, but nobody just wants to believe it? Like, is it just humans are just stupid? We're just like stupid? the X-Files guy. Truth is out there. <laughs> I mean, Brian, do you think we're just dumb as humans? No, no, I don't think we're just dumb. I think that we're conditioned. Like, all right, not, not to go deep into it, but like, if you look at a lot of symbolism in like the Matrix movies, like Agent Smith, we all have an Agent Smith in our mind that's been installed there since we were little kids. And it's there because when weird shit happens and you start to think, think about this, right? When you have a conversation with someone about any of this stuff, even five years ago, you can sit there and you could talk to that person and, you know, they'll be friendly with you and everything. But the second you say something about, oh, do you think 9-11 was maybe like a conspiracy? You see Agent Smith turn up. And they're like, what? Uh, no, I don't. I don't know. I don't want to talk about that. It's it immediately turns you off to it. And that has been placed there since we were little kids and we didn't realize it. Like, you don't really know. And you could see it like when you have conversations with people, like if I go somewhere and I say, hey, listen, right. So like this is not for me. It's not outlandish to think this or say this. I don't understand why anyone believes in any person that is in our government at yeah. any fucking level, I don't care who it is. It makes no sense to me because, yeah. dude, think about it. When we really started paying attention to politics, right? Let's just say maybe like freshman year of high school. That's 2001. It is 2023. We are still arguing over the same issues. Abortion. Should gay people get married? What the fuck are they doing? But may, but for some reason, the debt ceiling in this country needs to be raised every four fucking years because they can't control the money. Where does all the money go? Because it's not fixing the Flint, Michigan water. It's not fixing crime 
in every major city that we have, we're a big fucking shopping mall and they're there to profit. And for anyone that thinks that anyone is stepping into any position in government, I don't give a fuck what level, like I said, and that they're there to help you. No, they want your vote because they want to make money. That's what they're there for. Did, did, uh, did Ellie leave? Uh, she's uh, walking her dog. She's less oh, than okay, a- cool. Oh yeah, she's she's like I'm tired of not of being you know no. like somebody. She's like I'm tired of someone as smart as me on here. This is terrible. Uh, Ellie, like, Ellie's very, she, I believe Ellie's more left wing, and I think she's starting to change a little bit. So she wanted to leave. No, she's not. Nah, no, she's not. <laughs> no, I, I'm I, I not. I, I don't. Right I hear I am you. I'm not very smart, so don't be. Uh, don't don't, <clears> don't just, feel like you really split me. I'm not really splitting the atom over here, but thank you. Not listen. I'm not trying to rag on him personally at all. But if any him who this presidency should show how much nonsense goes on. <laughs> but yo, Brian, look, the, the the thing that you were talking about and having all these uh sort of dated things be brought up and they sort of like, you know, get uh regurgitated and so on and so forth. One of the reasons for that is because the political political system in it itself is dated. So a lot of these things, uh-huh. yeah, a lot of these things have been like even just the left-right political sector that comes from France, right? So like during the French Revolution, the aristocrats was on one side and all these anti-state people one another. And we're still sort of running this same, you know, two extreme polar opposite sides, just ping pong, ping-ponging ideas back and forth. So when you have like institutions that are dated, um, like the dollar, like we still have a lot of shit, like, and democracy's dated in a sense. And the way we, the, the, the political system is this whole linear bullshit. It's a dated thing. Now, I, I think it was Churchill and I make fun of Churchill all the time. Um, but I think it was Churchill that said, um, democracy is the best choice out of all the worst options, something or whatever, but there's nothing more fitting than that. And, you know, that that's one of these things when you have a political system, Brian, that's just run on funding and the the your your the main thing you need to be qual the your main qualification has to be fundraising. And it's basically ran like some prom king and queen shit. And all of a sudden, you know, you get in and they're like, Well, we need you to fucking answer all the questions. It's like, well, hold on. I was just trying to raise money and raise votes. I was just talking about this a little earlier. Um, the 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 system's gonna be, you know, it's gonna be it's never going to be on an even kill. It's going to be in balance. Um, and also a lot of old people too. I mean, that's one thing that, you know, you look at young civil rights activists in the sixties and shit and hippies or whatever the fuck. One thing they got right was like, these old people shouldn't be making all these choices. They're not, <laughs> not going to be around. Now it's important to lean on them for wisdom because as far technology could develop and intelligence, you know, whatever is relative. But the one thing you can't lean on is wisdom. You talk to an old person, you could have a healthy conversation, but you know, one thing with old people too, is they can be a little out of touch. So yep. the world, ha- yeah, it's hard to parent. I have a lot of siblings. I have cousins who have kids. And it's hard for them to parent for a world that they can't tell. Like my parents have more in common with me than, and th- by the way, both of my parents were in their forties when they had me. But think about this. My parents have more in common with me and my upbringing than a 20 year old, old than a 30 year old parents have with a kid these days. Reason being Brian or it's Scott and Ellie, like I could, my, my, I could, you know, somebody these days can be, well, let me tell you how we did Instagram when I was a kid. Well, let me tell you how I operated in the ticket. Well, let me tell you how I handled that. You're prepared. 
you're, you're in a world and you're trying to prepare a child for a world that you're completely unfamiliar with. Yeah. So, you know, Don, the, the instant off real quick, there was somebody that said this is a first generation of kids where el like older people have nothing for them. Like absolutely nothing. Well, I disagree in a sense of, again, I think that as where everybody talks about development, technological development, what we're seeing human beings have a void of is wisdom. And that wisdom is ancient. It's not new. All these law of attractions and positivity, man, and go enjoy nature, ayahuasca. These are old things too. But this is where the wisdom was, right? These, yeah. these are where the colonialists will look at these indigenous groups and go, the fuck is wrong with these people? They just want to stare at trees all day. And I live in California and I live near a city. And let me tell you something, motherfuckers want to go hiking. They want to go to nature. They all want to breathe fresh air. They're trying to do all this shit. Look, these days you have all these people that go, uh, you, you know, that are discovering like mindfulness and shit. And they're like, I'm doing this new thing called yoga. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's not new, bro. <laughs> this shit is 3000 years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's because the wisdom has is it, there's a void in the wisdom with all this technological development. You know, I have a friend who's from Zambia. His name is Chalala. And one thing he told me was, you know, I grew up in Zambia in Africa. It's very poor. But I'll tell you what we never had boredom. When, when we were six years old, we was never bored. Go find me a kid with an iPad at six. Mom, what do I do? I'm bored. You got seven-year-olds that are bored now. So it's like you have all this development, but yet there's still voids. There's boredom, lack of community, wisdom. And that's some shit you could always learn from old people. You know what I mean? Um, not, and I would say old people in general, because some old people don't know older, shit. Older. Yeah, older people, yeah. yeah. Or people who value that. But that's... Yeah. That's wisdom. That's not some youthful shit. Young kids are like, fuck that. Go VR. You can go wherever you want. You want to go hiking? You, you go hiking wherever you want. Just put on the metaverse, right? Like, that's some young shit. But you talk to some motherfuckers that are 40s or, or in their 50s and have some wisdom, they have a lot. To, I'm friends with Daniele Bolelli, who y'all should have in one of y'all podcasts. Really good dude. He's been on Rogan 10 times. I get off the phone with him and I feel like I just learned 30 new things. And all he did was tell me, yeah, man, just fucking have friends and <laughs> talk to them and don't be selfish. And I'm like, I forgot about those things. Those are the fucking things that I learned when I was in third grade. But with all this shit here, it starts to sort of override all the wisdom that our parents are trying to teach us. A lot of the shit that, yo, and, you know, I don't want to talk too much, but which I already done. But a lot of the shit that, we're, that people have voids of, of, to be honest, are sick. Simple shit like our teachers and parents told us, which is, hey, try to be a part of something, uh, you know, <laughs> find th people with things in common, you know, this and that, go out, have fun, run around, yada, 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 you know, whatever. Um, the good things that the people before us, they gave us these values that they, little did they know, the world was going to go, that's not as interesting anymore, but there's never been more of a void for it, you know. Social media literally has the word social in it, and everybody's alone. You know, so it's, so I think there's this synthesized idea that we're living in this this uh, more connected world because everybody's staying at a fucking rectangle. But there's no connection. Like, I, I, I think I, I told you all this story before. You guys went and told me another one. But I'll repeat it again um, because I'm already on here. But um, I remember having a group of Facebook friends of kids that I grew up with playing baseball and all this shit. And I thought I knew their lives just because I saw their posts and I messaged on Facebook. We hung out one time and I was like, I don't know any of these motherfuckers no more. <laughs> I thought I knew what was going on with their life. I had no idea. You know what I mean? And that, that's the gig right there. I agree with that. It's becoming more distant. I, even like you just talking about parenting too. Like I wouldn't even 
want to be a teacher. I feel like that's even hard now with just how the kids are programmed. It's just hard. Everything's harder, man. It's just like. So, real, real quick, and I'm going to wrap this up. Full yeah, circle. I think the political system is also dated. Like, you know, all of this to me is connected. And you have this political system that's just going to come back around and go, well, what about our rights? What about freedom of speech? What about guns? What about this? It's because there's these five little talking points and then just going to keep circling and going around and around and around. There's all these voids that are always going to exist with people. They're always going to want to be a part of something. But now nah, you're right about teaching. My dad was a teacher. And I remember he told me, he's like, I feel bad for teachers in the future. Like, it's not the same gig anymore. So, yeah, you're right about that. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to keep you too long, too, Nino, and it's a little late over here. So, but I do want to get you on another time. You want to touch on it? Yeah, I got, look, I got like five yeah. minutes. I got like five to seven minutes if you want to, you know, talk shit, whatever. I'm yeah, here. I, I do want to touch on just, uh, if you can, how you guys got the Pat Stay event together. Cause, uh, I know it might be longer than five minutes. So, if it takes too whatever, long, whatever, I'm here. I'm not, bro. I'm not, but, I'm not uh, just really good. quick, like, yeah, really quick on it. Uh, I I'll wrap it up. I ordered it. It was really cool. Uh, got a little emotional watching just as a fancy and Hollahan come out. Um, and yeah, yeah. and it was tough to watch, man. It was really tough to watch. You guys did a good yeah. job. I know you're Thank you. instrumental in setting it up with organic. And I'm sure a lot of people, uh, you know, so just, uh, just talk, talk about that for five minutes, how it went, how you thought it would go. Did it all go better than you expected? Oh, it went way better than expected. And I mean, you know, look, like the thing is, is, uh, you know, um, you know, when when Gannick wanted to do it initially, uh, my heart wasn't in it just because the last thing I wanted to do was think about fucking battle rap. You know what I mean? I was like, we lost our friend. Yeah. Yeah. But the main thing that allowed all of us to want to really like hollow the Don, me, whatever. And it wasn't just me. Sharon was instrumental. He's the one that was uh making calls to URL. So it was hollow. And, you know, I went and helped get Jen. I went and helped get Hollahan on it and Diz and shit like that. But um Ill Mac, yeah, yeah. But um it, it you know, it was about raising money. So it was like raising money to this culture that sort of made Pat who he was. And Gannick was like, do you want to be a part of it? And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll be a part of it. If every dollar's going to Melissa and the kids, and then I'm with it. So yeah, I'm glad that you watched it. I'd like to know your thoughts on it, whether it's here or later. But um, yeah, it was a beautiful event. It was two days. And um, yeah, every artist put on. I mean, it's, it, you know, for such a weird culture to all of a sudden, like, you know, Gannick made this point. He was like, you don't see... Uh, I don't know, fucking race car drivers going, hey, we're all going to race for free because we lost Jeff or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it was kind of, yeah. So you got a bunch of battle rappers donate their purses to, to the family of this guy. And, uh, and I think that that just like, it showed empathy in this sport that like people just use uh, mean words and, you know, they get paid to insult their coworkers. You know what I mean? So I thought that was beautiful. I'd like to know your thoughts. I don't know if Brian saw it, but I'd like to know your thoughts on the event. Uh, personally, like I would say, um, I, I've never, I never talked to Pat. We messaged a few times. Uh, he was actually one of the first people to reach back out to me for the podcast. So it was like you and him at the same time, but like the timing never worked out. We never got a chance to like talk. It would have been awesome. I would have loved that mom, but, uh, and it, he was one of the few battle rappers you felt like you knew, even though you didn't know. And that's why I think it hurt. Like, I remember like I was actually with, uh, uh, Ren Thomas the night before it happened. And we're oh, no just, shit. We we're bullshitting and like because it happened September, like the day after Labor Day, around there. Labor Day it happened September 4th. Right. So like I, I went woke up in the morning, like it was crazy because I think Diabolic actually uh called uh, Ren 
like Man, yeah. FaceTimed him that night. So we were all like, oh, hey, what's up? And then that morning it happened. It's fucking wild. And yeah. Just getting the text. Yeah. And I, I know I didn't I didn't text you for like three weeks because I was like, right, right. like I think I text you like three weeks later. Like, hey man, right. I know you're fucking busy and I don't want to like impose because I know you guys yeah. like boys, man. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It was tough to watch. Uh like I said, I shed a couple of tears, man. It was just sitting there. And you, I know you're a, and you're a fan and you've sort of connected with a couple of these guys now. So I'm glad yeah. that you got a chance to watch it and thanks for supporting and ordering it. Just know, you know, every penny that you spent you know, is not unnoticed, like, excuse me, um, you know, thanks for, thanks for supporting the event and ordering, you know what I mean? Um, and, um, yeah, man, every, every single dollar went to like my boy's family. So like, you know, I ordered like fucking three or four of them, even though I helped put it together. Cause I was just like, you know, every fucking single penny is going to this, uh, you know, to the, to his family, you know what I mean? So it was a good event. Brian, did you watch it at all? No, no, I didn't see it. Got you. You're not a good friend, but, uh, <laughs> I'm fucking around. Um, yeah, man, it was a beautiful event, man. Um, it was it was phenomenal to see Jin come back was cool. That was cool. Um, and and Ilmax yeah, Ilmax pathogen line was one of the fire. greatest lines of all time. Like I texted fire. that to Brian. I was and Brian was just like like yeah. He's one, and I've said this before. I don't care if I come off as like a big fan. I think Ilmax like the, one of the greatest writers to ever live. I really do. Bro, he had a line versus Jin. He never even. He had a line he never even said versus Jin, which is he was like, uh, then you then you sign a rough ride is so facetious, thought you would blow up. But the only thing you uh, did learn Chinese, but the only thing you taught us how to say was broken English. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love that, like, yeah. broken English. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God, why didn't you say that? You know what I mean? Because I thought that line was really cool. But, yeah, it was an amazing moment. And, um, yeah, it just showed me that there are things bigger than um, uh the shit that we tend to focus on, you know what I mean? Like everybody wants to be the best version of themselves and we're so individualized. But like when you lose your friend that like cheers you up and whatever, like you start to realize, man, all this other shit's just like, you know, it's just, yeah, man. Like nothing beats, like you guys could never achieve any of your goals, but like you could achieve. Don't don't worry, we won't. Don't worry. (laughs) Well, look, here's here's the thing. You could achieve all your goals, and I'm not saying it's one or the other, but if you achieve, if you could achieve all your goals, but then lose a friendship, the goals would never mean shit. Like you're like, thank you know, like oh man, me and Brian had a fallout, and I'm successful now, and so is Brian, but we're not friends. It's just not worth it. And you know, case exhibit A, Mason Cameron. I watched their fucking sports show. They Cameron looks like he's having a religious experience. He's smiling. He's laughing. Mason him a cracking jokes. They're going to things. These guys grew up together. The business came in. They both separated because of whatever nonsense. Now they're friends again after all this time, and they grew up together. They haven't been. They haven't talked since the horse and carriage video. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's how long ago it's been since they haven't had a real, you know, conversation. And now they here they are, best friends again, and it's like. The success doesn't mean as much as them. Look how happy Cameron looks. I don't know if you watched that sports show. Have y'all seen that? I, show? I, I, I know it. they do it. I haven't watched it yet. I know. Bro, you seen it, Brian? Yeah. Bro, Just the way it, that it, he acts on the whole thing, like you can tell it's genuine. Brian, I, I, I try to I, I try to explain it to people who haven't watched it. You can you could probably add two cents. How doesn't Cameron look like the happiest guy in the world? No, <laughs> like, he really does. And it's funny because when he makes appearances on other shit, like he just seems better. Right. Right. 
uh, you know, you get your friend back, man. And it's like all these million dollars in business. Doesn't matter with this buddy you grew up with, play basketball with at 9, 10 years old, 11, 12, 13, 14. Then all of a sudden, y'all both 18-year-old superstars and then y'all don't talk no more. Now y'all in your fucking mid-40s and you get your teenage friend back. And it's like, think about this. Cameron and Mace, Brian and Scott, have basically missed out on their 20s and 30s with each other. And in their mid-40s, they're having a love fest. You yeah. guys never separated that bond. No. So it's like, that's the success. Yeah. Cam and Mace have not been happy. Every interview they do, they talk about how bitter and miserable they are. Now yeah. they're in their mid-40s and they're happy again. So it's like, that's the whole connection thing. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, I'll, I I sometimes envy that, like, like you you and Brian, like, sort of grew up together. You used to be the water boy. He was the star quarterback, you know? Actually, and, um, actually it's kind of, <laughs> actually, I was, the, I was the quarterback, but go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, in high school, not in junior high school, when you took a year, you took a year off because you're Michael Jordan. You know, you yeah. just, you just I to took go. a year off and just got fat and then never went back. This motherfucker, this motherfucker took a year off in his teenage prime. He's like, I need a break. I've been carrying the load at 14. I can't do this no more. I've been carrying the load since I was nine. My dad told me, you'll never play again. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, and I never played again. He was yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. He was right. Yeah. But, you know, but, but, go on, go on. No, no, no. But I was just going to say, like, you know, with all the shit that y'all have been through, you know, it's sometimes it's cool to do something with people you fuck with on the any scale. I told y'all the first time I came on here. Just for cool to serve yourself intrinsically, than it is to do important shit with people you don't fuck with. Yeah, you know it's it's it sucks. I I've lost almost every Scott and like the way you and Brian are. Everybody who was connected to me early in my journey, they they they're disconnected to me in a way where I don't know if they hold something against me that's gonna go public, but I don't know if they hold something against me because I kept on with it, and maybe I hold something against them. Because they didn't move the way I wanted, I wanted them to move, and maybe we're just impulsive. But like, I just, I, I have some broken relationships, and some, by the way, mega supportive of me, but they're not on my journey either. You know what I'm saying? And I wish they were on the journey with me. So, you know, that's why I tell you guys, just have fun, man. Enjoy this shit. It doesn't matter. All the other shit is extra shit. I agree. Everything else is a bonus. You know, we'll let you go here. Uh, appreciate you. Have a good one. On. We'll definitely uh, keep in touch. Try to get you on for Let's some shit. Uh, and so, I have to eat crow because I texted you and said the Knicks in four and they're down three to one in the series. <laughs> hey, man, it's all good. Phillies, is, I'm watching a game now. The Sixers are blowing out the Celtics. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, they're up by 20 points with like four minutes left. And and before Yo, before understand. before we uh, stop making music, Nino, I guarantee we will eventually do a song together because our charm is just too tough to resist. But it yeah, is. look, I, I, I would probably charge you like at least $150 because, I, you know, what I mean, I, I, dog well, food for the like two months. So, you know, I'll try. Yeah, I'll charge you guys something to like, you know, something to where I could send my mom gambling money, you know? Oh, that's true. You can buy her a gift for your birthday next year. So, yeah, look, this is going to go public. Look, yeah. <laughs> but, yo, my mom, my mom is like an obsessive like gambler. And like half of the business, I like I'm in Canada right now to make some money for me, but also gambling money for my mom. Like that's part of this trip, yo. Crazy. My mom won ten thousand dollars on a two dollar scratch off a couple months ago. That's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah, it was wild. That's incredible. I didn't get much of it, but <laughs> she was like, How no. much did she 
she get? Yo, how much did she get to keep of that? Seventy five hundred. How much? Seventy five hundred. That's not like a scar bag. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. But uh, all right, Nino, thanks a lot, man. Ellie, bye. And uh, Ellie, have a good one, Ellie. Scott, uh, Brian, all of that. Hey, Brian. Hey, Brian. Text me whenever. Bye, Ellie. Have a good one. All right, man. All right, guys.